Hi, this is Abhijit. Hey guys, this is Vishwajit. Welcome to the very first episode of the Jeet Podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss sports and talk to sports personalities. Today we have with us Suma Shiru. Suma is currently high performance coach of Indian Junior Rifle Team. Recipient of prestigious Arjuna Award in 2003, she is a joint world record holder in this event having shot a perfect 400 out of 400 at Asian Shooting Championship in 2004. Suma was a finalist at 2004 Athens Olympics in 10 meter air rifle women event. She has won many medals for India at the world stage including at Asiad and Commonwealth Games. Ma'am, what an honor to have you with us. How are you doing today? Thank you, Vishwaji. It's it's my pleasure being here on and you know, having a chat about sports. Something I always love. Thanks, thanks for having me. So, ma'am, what have you been up to lately? Uh, well, as you know, uh, we are all going through very tough times in score in sport with this um, current um, COVID nineteen pandemic. I think everything has come to a standstill. So, um, as of now, presently, I think. Uh, the the role of a coach has become all the more uh, all the more important in in keeping the sport alive and keeping the motivation going for for all athletes so um i think until until the pandemic uh, i was really completely into uh, my my role as a high performance coach of the indian junior team and uh, the last two years have really been very hectic so i think um uh with the pandemic initially it was uh, uh, a good time we all got a breather so uh, yeah but now it it gets tougher so and the results are there for all of us to see india has done very well in the junior circuit at the world stage in last two years ma'am now let's rewind a bit and talk about your career as an athlete so how did you get into shooting in the first place Well, for me, I think um, uh, going back about twenty-five years, uh, sh- shooting was really not a sport that anyone knew about. Nobody knew about shooting as an Olympic sport, and right. uh, and as far as I'm concerned, it was really by accident that I, you know, I I um, I entered, I chose shooting as a career, and it all dates back to uh, my my time when I was in the first year of my. Um, graduation and um, i am i was someone who always loved sports so in school i had the best sports girl award and uh, okay. and slowly i i just loved sports i was looking for an outlet where you know i can really i could really stay connected with sport and um, so there was none in college but uh, in college we had the uh, ncc so right. i joined i joined ncc because they had a lot of outdoor activities something that i loved and that's where i got introduced to rifle shooting so suddenly all my seniors said i think she's good in shooting you know you should you should go ahead and explore this for yourself and they introduced me to the maharashtra rifle association and uh, it's the state association the only club that was open for all okay. in those times and um, i i went there and that's how you know i got introduced to this world of uh, sport shooting and there's been no looking back after that so that that was how it really began i've heard stories about you traveling for many hours to get to the shooting range tell us a bit about that 
Yeah, so um, uh, like um, I say in Panvel, and uh, it's uh, it's a small town in Navi, and it's in Navi Mumbai now. And the only range that was available was two hours from my house, and that's the uh, MRA that was located in Burley. So um, the once once I got to the range, and once the shooting bug caught me, I think uh, there was uh, there was uh, something that really uh, you know I had the drive to to go there again and again. There was a passion that kind of overpowered me, and I just started loving the game so much that um, I. But that meant that I had to travel two hours every day one way. So uh, I I did that for ten years. So I was actually spending four hours every day traveling to and fro uh, from Mumbai in those days when there were no local trains. Wow. So I used to travel by the state transport bus and uh, you know change a couple of buses before I got to the range. But I think that that was a passion. That was madness, I would right. say. And uh, now when I look back. I don't know how I did that, but then uh, um, I'm glad I had the energy and the motivation and the drive to to do that because uh, only after ten years of this journey did I see uh, you know uh, my time at the Olympics and I could really take myself all the way to the Olympics, traveling four hours. Wow, four hours every day. Hats off to you, ma'am. You have represented India at the highest level for more than twenty years. मैम आज बता दो इस लॉन्जिविटी के पीछे राज क्या है पागल क्या कोई ऐसे बीस साल चार घंटे ट्रेवल करके करता है ये सब आई थिंक इट वॉज इट वॉज श्योर मैडनेस एंड एंड रियली लव एंड पैशन फॉर द गेम एंड आई थिंक दैट्स द रीजन वाई दैट्स रियली द रीजन वाई आई थिंक आई गॉट सक्सेस एट दो एट दूवर्ड्स दट वॉज इट वॉज श्योर लव एंड so it was perseverance you know never giving up never you know not a single day when i felt that i don't want to do it so i think perseverance to the hilt and uh, that's that's the only way few days back i saw a post on your instagram where you showed your india team blazers over the years what do you remember about your first international outing um the first competition i had um, was uh, one year after my graduation so i'm a chemistry graduate and i did my bsc okay. in chemistry and uh, but by then already the shooting bug had caught me and i was already uh, shooting at the nationals and i was the junior national championship and uh, so i thought let me give myself a break and see what i can do so in that one year i actually made it to the indian team and my very first competition was the asian shooting championships and that was in 1995 and uh, i was uh, till then i was always you know in the junior the junior i had come up i came into the national squad as a junior but this was the first time that uh, i made it to the senior team so that was in 95 and uh, i remember that uh, in this um, this uh, the asian shooting championships in those days um, the government said we'll only get air fare or something like that so i okay. really had to come up with a with a funding for the rest of the trip unlike today you know where everything is funded wow. so so it was really a, a tough time in in getting everything together and i would like to thank also 
uh, you know, my my mentor, Mr. BP Bam Bam, sir, really really helped me get everything together, and uh, and off I went to Jakarta, my very first trip um, as uh, overseas and also as part of the Indian team, and uh, and when I went after I went there, I was very happy that I could uh, also shoot my personal best score at that point of time. And uh, that kind of reinforced my, uh, uh, you know, the the self belief in me that I can do it. So because my very first international was with a personal best score, so that that was a stamp, and that kind of got me going. So th- this is how it all began. Now let's talk about 2004 Athens Olympics. You reached the finals of 10 meter air rifle women event. What an amazing feeling it must be to represent India at the highest level. Share with us how you qualified for Athens and reached finals at the Olympics. So, um, when when I look at this, like I just now spoke that my first international was in 1995, and uh, you know Athens was uh, 2004, so that was all, almost you know 10 years of hard work and uh, you know also physically hard work, I would say, and you know emotionally, mentally, it was. Uh, it was a it was a grueling time because uh, that was a time that I'd really given up uh, just about everything in pursuit of this uh, goal and dream. So um, I, I remember the last uh, two three years. So 2002, I did very well. We won uh, I, I, the t- the pairs gold in the Commonwealth Games, first time ever for India, and yeah. then individual silver in the same competition. So slowly the expectations had risen from all quarters and also from myself that, uh, you know, and it was something that I worked for. So slowly, uh, you know, the the desire became like, you know, it was a burning desire and slowly it was a kind of, for me, it was a do or die situation that I I had to qualify for the Olympics. And the last two years, uh, which were the qualifying times for the Olympics were... Um, it it was really an emotional journey for me because um, I um, because for me uh, at that point of time I I also I was married and I also had a son at that point of time so I was managing my my real life and I was also managing this ambition I had uh, and uh, this ambition into which I had already invested ten years of my more than ten years of my life so um, so I I was giving it my all my heart, soul, and every cell of my body was into it. And uh, so um, the journey itself, the the last two years, I would say, was really a high-pressure time for me and because I had to do it. And it was something inside me said, Suma, if you don't go to the Olympics, you know, the entire time, the 10 years you spent into the game are a waste. that's, That's the kind of feeling that I had. And uh, so it was my last chance in 2004 at the Asian Shooting Championships. It was really my last chance to qualify for the Olympics. And um, and I think uh, I've never felt more pressure than I did on the day of that match. And um, and sometimes they say pressure brings out the best in you. And it definitely did for me. And I had the world record and I qualified for the Olympics. So, um, and, and my, and my, and my training and my, the real test of my ability started from there on. How am I going to prepare for, for the Olympics and, you know, so that I can do my best. And again, you know, in those times, those were again tough times because 
I was always used to paper targets and it was the first time that the Olympic Games would have an electronic target. So, you know, get gathering the funds to buy your own electronic target. And then again, where do I fix it? Because, um, so then, uh, you know, one of our, uh, one of our good, uh, people, you know, some, uh, some people, you know, uh, are, you know, are support sport. And so we had this, um, uh, we, we knew someone who had a, who had a shop and they had like two shops that were vacant. So they offered that, you know, maybe I don't know if it's going to be useful, but if you can use the shops to set up your target, you can check it out. And so, so wow. I actually set up my electronic target in a shop and, uh, and I have to train for the Olympics. So, you know, it's sometimes very funny when I say that my Olympic training was in a shop because I would go every morning, bend down, lift the shutters and then close it behind me. And that was my world. So right. it was just me, myself and the range. And I had to recreate, uh, you know, simulate circumstances in my mind about how it's going to be at the Olympics. So it was really, really a mind game. And I think that's that's the way I, I, I trained for the Olympics. So when I went there at the Olympics, it was... Uh, I went there with the feeling that I've done, I've done it all. I've really given my all. And, uh, and this is the time and I'm glad I made it to the finals. And, uh, uh, of course, you know, if I had a medal, that would have been like the icing on the cake, but nevertheless, given the circumstances, I think, um, and I, I think I really did my best and I'm, I'm happy to have been in the finals. So this, this is the kind of journey that I went through and there was a lot to learn and there's a lot to offer. What an inspiring story. You trained in a makeshift range in a shop while training for Olympics. I think no Olympic-bound athlete would be training in a shop anywhere in the world. Totally unheard of. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think things have changed for far better for our athletes now. Uh, I mean, uh, in the lockdown, most of our athletes who are qualified for Olympics, they got a, a electronic target installed at their home. So I think there's a sea change in the attitude of the uh, ecosystem or... Uh, the funding is easier. You know, what's your opinion on that? What has changed? Yeah, I, think, has- uh, I think what uh, the shooters of today are getting is a result of uh, the work of an entire generation. So, you know, it was our whole generation that really got uh, shooting to a certain level. And, uh, you know, the Indian shooting came up with us. So yeah. when when we got into the game, maybe a 374 was enough for a national medal. And uh, this was a level of Indian shooting. And then we got Indian shooting higher up. So when we slowly started shooting a 384, and then we went on to a 390, and then a 95, and 97. So Indian shooting really came up with us. And I was the first ones to make the world record. And uh, it was a 400 on 400. And then, of course, later, you know, we had um, Abhinav win the gold, Rajavandran win the silver. So it was our uh, Gagan win, won the bronze. So it was our generation that really did the hard work and get Indian shooting onto the map of the world. And and what subsequently what the shooters have enjoyed is really, um, you know, a higher level of uh, shooting that they started out with in terms of knowledge, in terms of equipment. Because when we started, there was really nothing available. But, you know, through our struggles, uh, I think about in a span of 10 to 
12, 13 years, everything you know started was was available in India, and um, this so the next generation started off at a higher level. So um, they, you know, immediately after they started shooting, within a year they have uh, their equipment ready. Something that we took like four to five years only, only in getting the right equipment. So for them. Within a year, you have the right equipment and uh, the kind of knowledge that we have today. It took us ten years to, you know, get gather that kind of knowledge. So the next generation shooters, they start off on the right note. So they start off with the right knowledge. They have the equipment. So the the time it takes for them to perform at a higher level has reduced considerably. So. So today, shooters uh, really start off on a good note. But having said that, of course, they have a lot more competition and they are under a lot more pressure. But um, uh, I mean, the kind of pressure that uh, you normally have for for uh, in sport. So that that remains the same. But when it comes to um, that remains the same as the way we did. But I think uh, what they they have is. Uh, is uh, the infrastructure and the knowledge and the equipment that that makes them, you know, that makes the talented shooters really come up in no time. So of course, it uh, it's very uh, it really feels good when when you look at uh, the way Indian shooting has come up, and also the fact that all of us um, ex shooters uh, have all kind of got into the game, and we, a lot of us are coaching, and each one has his own tiny setup uh, around the country and because of this the base of the shooters has uh, has increased and so you know you find more talent and so once the pyramid is you know larger at the base you have more people reaching the top so that's how it it's been a sea change in indian shooting and i'm only happy to be a part of it right from when it was you know a zero to a point where now it's really at its uh, highest level yes absolutely and I think it can be clearly seen in the number of participants at the national championships these days. Popularity of the shooting sport and talent pool have increased multifold. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's 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 only growing and it's getting bigger, and you know, it's that that's good for the sport. That's good for uh, you know the, the if the base of the pyramid is really large, I think you have more and more people reaching the top. That that's good for us. Ma'am, were you at the range when Colonel Rajyurdhan Singh Rathod got India the silver medal in men's double trap? Yeah, definitely. I was I was sitting there watching his match, wow. and uh, I think that was the same year that uh, three of us made it to the finals. I was in the finals. I finished right. eighth. Abin Abin was in the finals, and uh, he finished seventh. And and uh, we were both watching Rajyurdhan's um, uh, finals, and you know it was. Uh, it was so wonderful to see uh, one among us, you know, one among us who had really struggled and worked hard and come up and uh, to to go out there and win. So that was the beginning, I think. That was yeah, the beginning, so and you, that. Do you think yeah, uh, yeah. it was the moment when Indian shooting changed forever? Uh, I would say yes. It was it was a moment when uh, it kind of uh, finally it helped. Uh, the 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 Indian the psyche of the Indian sportsman change and the psyche of the Indian shooters change from uh, believing that we can make it to the Olympics into believing that we can win at the Olympics because uh, 
until athens i think we had not even had uh, we had won uh, an olympic quota for the olympics athens was the time when for the first time ever we we qualified for the olympics through not through hardship quota or not through a wild card but by winning uh, olympic quotas so that was the, so athens was first in 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 many respects so of course we won the quotas and and it was the first time that we also won a medal so that really changed the perspective of uh, a shooter's mind so that was very very important and after that it was uh, you know there were many more to come you started training in germany post 2004 olympics did you train there with abhinav bindra often tell us about your experience of training abroad and your impressions of abhinav bindra's gold medal beating moment in beijing 2008 olympics so uh, like i said uh, abhinav has always been uh, was always part of the shooting team and you know we would meet often during our camps and as part of the indian team together so we also had the same event and um, so um, after 2004 i um, i thought i need to kind of uh, reach out to to you know some uh, other coaches and uh, maybe you know uh, up my game a little bit so uh, that's a point where uh, i started working with gabi bulmun and i trying to mire and um, and uh, they were also coaches of abhinav so that's how uh, uh, initially i was um, I, i would uh, in 2006 precise to be precise you know i started working with them and uh, slowly they wanted me and abhinav to come come to germany uh, around the same time so that it's easier also for them with the logistics so uh, that's how you know we started timing our uh, our training camps uh, with gabby and hines and uh, it, it and from there on i think it was it was really a wonderful journey of a lot of learning and a lot of uh, you know Uh, a lot we i think we really evolved as shooters and um, it 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 makes a hell of a difference when you're training with good competitors because uh, there's a lot of discussion and you learn a lot about yourself about things around and and working with gabby and hines was really um, uh, you know also it was uh, after i went there that uh, i introduced a lot of science into my game so uh i think that was very important and it is that science that uh, really helps me be uh, a good coach today i think uh, you know uh, and it really helps me coach my children and you know make them understand and and get them to really perform at their best in a very short period of time in in a very short span of time so um yeah so it was it was wonderful so from 2006 till um for for many years after that i continued to train with gabby and you know abhinav would would generally be there uh, training together and uh, and uh, to see uh, you know uh, abhinav finally going out there and and winning a gold was was uh, i think one of the best moments for uh, the the shooting sport and uh, for for indian sport at large and uh, and it only made me feel after after having observed him closely and the kind of work he was putting in the amount of effort he put in you know at that uh, on that day i felt that you know thank god he won it that was my reaction i was like thank god he won it because he put in so much and you know i'd really feel bad uh, if had he not won i'd really feel bad for him because he's really done done it all there was, there was no 
stone left unturned so uh so you know it was like wow so i think that really changed um the the mindset of uh, every indian and uh, it it made everyone believe that we can win a gold you know india india has it in them and indian shooters and indian athletes have the ability to win a gold so i think that was uh, a real game you know that was uh, a very very a historic win for for india and and for the indian psyche yeah absolutely and uh, since you mentioned you have been coaching shooters now uh, for more than a decade and for last 3 years uh, post rio you have stepped into the role of high performance coach of indian junior rifle team uh, india finished at the top of the table at multiple world cups and junior and senior events in 2019 how has this journey been as a coach uh, what is so different that these juniors seem to be doing that they are winning every medal on offer apne kya jadoo kiya last 3 saal um एक्चुअली जो सबसे यू नो जो सबसे इम्पोर्टेंट चीज मैंने की है कि थोड़ा सा जो हमारे टैलेंटेड शूटर्स आ रहे हैं सो जो ऑल द टैलेंटेड शूटर्स आर कमिंग इनटू द टीम आई एडेड अ लिटिल साइंस इनटू द गेम सो आई थिंक दिस इज द यू नो जादू दैट दैट आई कैन से आई डिड एंड एंड व्हाट आई रियलाइज वन थिंग ऑफकोर्स आई हैव बीन कोचिंग फॉर फॉर मेनी इयर्स नाउ बिकॉज of my uh, of my club the lakshya shooting club that is uh, that we established in navi mumbai uh, post olympics and um, uh, so i had a lot of experience grassroots so once uh, but it's only in the last two years that i've become a full time coach and i i retired from my game and uh, um so you know i was coaching full time at at uh, with the with the best in india and what really struck me when i went there was uh, you know that our shooters are so talented they're so talented and uh, and in the national squad you really have the cream coming there and it was like you know uh, raw talent and you know lot of passion lot of competitiveness and uh, and and the will to really work hard so uh so i think uh, the journey has been uh, beautiful in the last two years because of all the fantastic shooters that i've had and uh, to see them you know um, you know a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, you know a scientific twist into whatever they are doing really produced results that they could uh, they could uh, Uh, repeat at a higher level you know at a higher level of competition so this is something that had not happened before because when i started uh, coaching i was wondering why why my junior team had never won a medal at the at the world cups and that was something that really really kind of got me thinking but uh, i'm glad that um, after i joined i think we we uh, not only won so many medals but we made so many world records so that is something that uh, that really goes to show the kind of talent we have in our country and it's been a beautiful journey thanks to all the you know wonderful talented uh, super talented i would say shooters that that we have in our country kudos to you ma'am and uh, these wonderful athletes very well done uh, ma'am so uh, i wanted to know what are your thoughts about our shooters their chances at tokyo olympics to be held in 2021 
So, um, uh, like I said, that you know, we really have a, have a great cream of uh, in shooters in in the right. Indian team. And uh, if you look at the team, uh, we have at least in in some of the events, we have uh, you know Indians in the in the top two in the world. So I think that really gives us a very strong chance. And until the pandemic, I think we were really uh, on top of the game and uh, we were in the best shape and uh, it's really really unfortunate that the olympics uh, are postponed and and we have this uh, pandemic situation but nevertheless uh, given the kind of passion that our shooters have and the talent i'm sure they'll be uh, they'll uh, they'll be back and uh, next year and we as coaches will be able to kind of uh, groom them to to be back at that level for next year and and uh, looking at the strength of the team and the performances behind you know i i would uh, i would look at a couple of medals and you know that's very much possible but uh, all we need to see is how we are able to get the whole team back into you know working the situation in the current uh pandemic situation so this is something that we need to work out and i do hope we come up with good solutions so that we can bring out the best from our shooters and we look forward to you know a couple of medals at uh, tokyo next year all right ma'am that's really encouraging uh thank you so much for sharing your journey with our listeners first as an elite athlete and then as an impactful coach uh just in the end i wanted to ask you what message would you like to give to your fellow indians about how they can support our athletes do you have anything to say about that i think um, i um, uh, you know as a country i think we all need to understand that uh, we are not a big sporting country and that uh, uh, sport is really not yet a part of our culture and every athlete who's who's into it really has a lot of struggle and uh, a lot of you know speed breakers in their way and we must uh, we must uh, empathize with our athletes and uh, we have to learn to celebrate every single achievement and not just at the olympics you know this is something that uh, i always you know have uh, uh, i always see that uh, only in the olympic year the whole country wakes up to the fact that we have these elite sportsmen in, in our country i think that needs to change and we need to really applaud and appreciate and clap for every single achievement that our shooter uh, that our athletes are are giving uh, for the country because their own journey is is a journey full of uh, full of uh, you know uh, rough patches on their way and it's it's not easy so i think we need to really understand and appreciate and applaud our own athletes because this energy that is going to help them perform at a very high level what a wonderful message to uh, take for every indian that if we support and laud every achievement as you said the energy will be with our athletes and they can progress in their own events faster to conclude uh, do you have any sports related book or movie or tv series that you feel indian sports fans should check out that is your own favorite well uh, i am more of a book person you know than than a movie person but having said that uh, of course uh, there are uh, every every sports movie i think is an inspiration every sportsman is an inspiration because they have their own stories to tell um every sportsman uh, sportsman actually can actually have a book that that is written because every everyone's lives is is uh, uh, is very uh, inspirational 
so um this for me this is uh, the, this book that i read about muhammad ali the greatest i think okay. was uh, it is one book that has uh, that stands out in my library because it uh, it's um, it was uh, so inspiring and it really got me to to kind of get up and and get started with with my work as an athlete and to know to to know to know the life of muhammad ali and all the struggles and and the way you know how one person can really could really um, you know influence a whole whole generation of um, athletes throughout the world is is something that's very very inspiring and as far as movies are concerned i think um, uh like i said every every movie is an inspiration so when i look at hindi movies i enjoyed all the all the sports movies that you had uh we had uh, uh, like from meri kom and dangal and you know chakte india all the movies i think have been uh you know uh, inspiring movies but i think uh, uh the one movie that i would definitely uh, talk about is the english movie race and okay. uh, yeah and that that's about jesse owens and it's beautiful to see uh, uh you know it's beautiful to see how uh, two athletes um, could connect at at the olympics and you know compete against each other and jesse owens and lutz long you know the, it's their uh, rivalry and their friendship i think is historic and and this goes on to show that how sport has no you know it has no uh, kind of uh, it it has no boundaries you know it's you can build you can build uh, friendships and it has it doesn't see race it doesn't see color it doesn't see religion you know sport has has no language it, it's it's just pure sport that connects that can make uh, you know us connect with anyone else in the world so i think um, it's i think that's also a very very inspiring movie so yeah Thank you so much for your time today. It was wonderful listening to your stories and your life journey. Keep inspiring us. Yes, thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Arnest Sports Management and Ayush Sports.